Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is the Politically Speaking Hour on St. Louis on the Air. From St. Louis Public Radio, I'm Jason Rosenbaum. Okay, I'm Earlier this week at the pageant in St. Louis, supporters of a bid to repeal Missouri's abortion ban kicked off their initiative petition campaign. They're seeking to place an amendment in the state's constitution that would allow the procedure up to what's known as fetal viability. That's defined in the amendment as the point in a pregnancy where healthcare professionals determine there's a significant likelihood a fetus would survive outside of the womb without extraordinary medical measures. Backers of Missourians for Constitutional Freedoms Amendment need tens of thousands of signatures by early May for their measure to go before voters later this year. But they've expressed cautious optimism thanks to people like Enola Proctor, who signed on to the petition at this past Tuesday's event. It would return health care to women and their doctors uh, where it fundamentally belongs. But in addition to convincing a diverse cross-section of the state to sign on to the measure, backers of Missourians for Constitutional Freedoms plan will also have to deal with organized opposition. Joining me in studio today is Mallory Schwarz with Missourians for Constitutional Freedom. Mallory is also the executive director of Abortion Action Missouri. Mallory, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So this amendment would place into the Missouri Constitution um, language allowing abortion up to what's known as fetal viability. Can you kind of explain what that means? Yes. Uh, this Fundamentally, what this amendment would do is end Missouri's cruel abortion ban. Right now, every week, Missourians are being denied abortions and forced to continue even life-threatening pregnancies against their will, risking their health and lives as a result. What this amendment would do is put the decision-making around this personal health care decision back in the hands of a patient with the consultation and support of their provider. Why uh, There were a number of potential uh, initiative petitions that your group had at least uh, submitted to the Secretary of State, why did you decide to go with fetal viability instead of like 24 weeks or no gestational limit at all? There was a lot of research that went into this process over the past year, nearly a year since those petitions were first filed. And we also saw over the year the constant attacks of our state trying to undermine and slow down this process. And so what it came down to in the end is we have a petition in front of us that the majority of Missourians support and that will end our state's abortion ban. So the decision that ended up overturning Roe versus Wade created a lot of ambiguity for patients and doctors. Melissa Farmer was 17 weeks pregnant when her water broke. When she arrived at a hospital in Joplin, she got the hardest news a parent could receive. She had a rupture and it meant that her child could not survive and it could put a farmer's life in danger. But instead of performing an emergency delivery, the doctors turned her away because under Missouri law, this was an abortion. 
they informed me that our daughter was no longer going to survive and that my life was in danger. And normally they would be able to intervene. But because Missouri law was not clear, they recommended that I leave the state to get care. That was Melissa Farmer, who spoke to St. Louis on the air last year. Farmer did eventually get an abortion, but she had to go to Illinois. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I want to get a sense of how this amendment would affect people like Farmer. Yeah, Melissa is sadly one example of many Missourians who are facing similar challenges and fearing for their own health and lives. Right now, pregnant Missourians have no options Even people like Melissa with planned and wanted pregnancies are scared to be pregnant because they know if they face an unexpected complication, there are no options available to them in their own communities with providers that they trust. Their only option, as Melissa faces, is to flee their state. This amendment will ensure that patients facing the most dire circumstances can feel safe, knowing that their provider has the discretion and ability to provide the care that they need. So just to be clear, though, if this ends up passing, it wouldn't make the abortion ban vanish immediately. There would have to be, like, lawsuits to bring it down, as well as a lot of other abortion restrictions. Is that a fair assessment? Because this is a change to Missouri's constitution, what it would do is make a slew of existing restrictions and regulations and attacks on abortion unconstitutional. There would be legal action required, but... It, it changes the, the very basis for the laws that exist today. So Mallory, Missourians for Constitutional Freedom, the campaign has raised nearly $3 million in just large donations of $5,000 or more uh, in just a few weeks. And it's also attracted thousands of volunteer petition gatherers. What do you think this means for the future, immediate future, especially of your campaign? What it means for the immediate future is that there are people across our state who already have committed to taking action and are actively mobilizing into this campaign. As you mentioned, the campaign has raised more than $3 million in just two weeks. There are more than 5,000, probably six today, who have signed up to collect signatures and take action. We have a limited time to do that, but we have the people and resources needed to make it possible. I'm glad you mentioned volunteers because also in the studio today is Lisa Williams, a longtime volunteer, an organizing fellow with Abortion Action Missouri, and she's one of thousands of Missourians who signed up to gather signatures. Lisa, welcome to the Politically Speaking Hour on St. Louis on the Air. Thank you, Jason. What prompted you to get involved in this campaign? Well, when the Dobbs decision overturned Roe v. Wade, I was so angry And I knew that I needed to do something to channel that anger. And so I started volunteering with Abortion Action because I believed that that was the best way that we were going to get the law changed. Have you ever gathered signatures for anything before? Yes, I have. In fact, I've been gathering signatures for about 12 years now. Um, First campaign I worked on was in 2012, and I've worked on a number of them since then. I think this is a lot different from other initiative petitions we've seen, because a lot of those campaigns usually involve people who are paid. But the fact that there are so many volunteers for this um, has really caught a lot of people I wouldn't say it's caught a lot of people off guard, but it's certainly gotten a lot of people's attention. What do you think that means that 
there are so many people willing to get signatures for this. Well, yes, the response has been kind of overwhelming, really. I believe that in 2018, um, when they had the referendum to fight the right to work, there were thousands of volunteers who volunteered at that time to collect signatures and set a record for it. But in just the first couple weeks, we have already surpassed that record. And so I believe that the reason is because Missourians don't agree with this ban and they want to take the matter into their own hands because the politicians have not listened to their will. And so they are taking it into their own hands to make it into law. So how intensive is the the training to gather these signatures, especially if they're first time people like there is probably a lot of education that has to go to people that are asking for these signatures. Is that a fair assessment? Right. Well, I mean, it's a legal process. So we want to make sure that every signature that we get counts. So we want to make sure that it's valid. And to do that, we do have to train the volunteers to understand the process and make sure that they are um, collecting to get valid signatures. And, And Mallory, for people that have never signed an initiative petition before, what does somebody have to actually put on a on a petition for their signature to be valid? Yes, great question. To sign a petition in Missouri, you must be a registered Missouri voter. And it's great for people to go check now and know what congressional district you're in and what county you live in, because that's examples of the information that are on each petition page. You will sign your name. You will share your address. That address must match your registered voter file address. And uh, then the volunteers collecting will help you help you do the rest of it. Now, oftentimes when reporters like myself talk about ballot initiatives like this, we say you need more than 171,000 signatures. But it's a, it's a lot more complex than that. You have to actually get a certain amount of signatures in six of the eight congressional districts. Explain what that process is and how it affects your ability to get on the ballot. Yes. So in order to get on the ballot for a constitutional change to the amendment, the number of signatures collected must be 8% of the voters in the last gubernatorial election and must be collected in six of eight congressional districts. So that math can break down in a a couple of different ways, but the the final number, you are correct. It's over 172,000 signatures. And we have until May 5th to get it done. Now, because it's six of eight and you can't just get all of your signatures in heavily Democratic congressional districts, your campaign is going to go into some places with people that vote for Republican candidates and maybe Republican candidates that voted for this abortion ban. How does that make your effort to get the amount of signatures you need in the geographic reach that you need to to get in a really short time frame. You know, I think the outpouring of support that we've seen has come from all corners of the state. And there is room in this campaign for every Missourian, no matter where they live. We had hundreds of people show up this past week on the Tuesday kickoff events in Springfield, in Columbia, in St. Joseph, um, as well as the urban centers of Kansas City and St. Louis. There is support for this that is nonpartisan, that is across people of every background and faith background and belief system. And there is room in this campaign for all of them. 
We are talking with Mallory Schwarz and Lisa Williams, who are trying to get Missourians for Constitutional Freedoms ballot initiative on the 2024 ballot. Now, now, Lisa, I, I actually met you at the pageant. And what was kind of the reaction of people that came up to you and um, I assume wanted to sign the petition? I don't think that they would be going to the pageant if they weren't interested in doing it. Right. Yeah. They were there to be among the first in the state to sign. And people were so excited. I was just like I said, kind of overwhelmed by the response that we got and the energy that was in the room that evening was amazing. Um, do you do you kind of have a sense of like if there's going to be other events? And this could be a question for both of you that people could come and, and sign similarly to what happened earlier this week. Yeah, for folks who want to get involved and come and sign their petition or sign up to be signature gatherers, the best way to find that information is at moconstitutionalfreedom.org on our events page. Um, You can see all upcoming events. I will say right now there are more than a dozen trainings set for the next 10 days, and they are all full, which I think shows the volume of response. But folks can sign up and take the pledge on the page to be the first to hear about the next posted trainings. And could people expect to see signature gatherers in like grocery stores or in front of libraries or in front of Bush Stadium? Like if they can't make an event, would would there be expectation that they'll just see them around in public? Absolutely. There have been teams uh, out across the state all week long. So if you see someone in the parking lot of your Walmart or in front of your local library, stop and engage with them and they will help you sign. So Mallory, we've been talking for a number of months and getting to this point has not been particularly easy. You mentioned the fact that the ballot summary had been under litigation and there was this time consuming uh, fight between the state auditor and the attorney general over the fiscal note. One of the other complications was there was another initiative that made more modest alterations to Missouri's abortion ban. But on Thursday, Jamie Corley, the executive director of the Missouri Women and Family Research Fund, said she was suspending the campaign for the measure that would have legalized abortion up to 12 weeks of pregnancy and created a slew of exceptions to the ban. We had to make a decision about whether we want to continue pushing this forward, getting to the ballot, you know, having two amendments on the ballot would pretty much guarantee both of them fail. Um, and we genuinely don't want to see that, you know, despite some, (laughs) uh, you know, people claiming I'm, you know, a Republican plant or an anti-abortion plant, um, that, that has never been our intention. So that's why we're pulling the amendment. That was Jamie Corley of the Missouri Women and Family Research Fund. Um, as she alluded to, she is a longtime Republican operative that wanted to chip away at Missouri's abortion ban. Uh, Mallory, what's your reaction to this development? I think we are really excited to see the growing momentum and growing coalition supporting Missourians for constitutional freedom. And we are proud to work with Missourians who, with any Missourian who is ready to fight back and end Missouri's ban. And I think. Uh, Jamie's comment and role shows what what we've long known, which is this is not a partisan issue. Missourians across the state oppose this ban. 
And I imagine that there is a sense of relief that there's not a competing initiative because not only could voters be confused when they're getting signatures, but and and this is a little in the weeds, but it's really important for your initiative. If both made the ballot, it could have created a lot of complications because if there's two ballot initiatives of the same subject, the one with more votes wins. So that's a long way of asking. You're probably relieved you don't have competition. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'm really excited to see people come together to support this one effort. And it's hard enough work to get one measure on the ballot, and it's going to take all of us in that one tent. There is current opposition to what you're trying to do. Um, Not only are there a number of people that oppose abortion rights who are telling people, you know, vote this down. Missouri Right to Life actually has a tip line in their decline to sign campaign. And so I want to make a caveat that Missouri Right to Life has the right to free speech as much as anybody else. But is there any thought process about this particular strategy as you all are gathering signatures? You know, the beauty of the initiative petition process is that it's a very clear example of our democracy. Missourians go out and they talk to their neighbors and ask for support just to have the opportunity to vote on this policy. The Coalition for Life effort is undermining our democracy. And the fact that they are collecting these tips and urging neighbors to call call on call on their neighbors, call out their neighbors, shows that they know that the majority of Missourians are not on their side and that this is a tactic they're left to resort to. And if those complications weren't enough, the other curvature of this entire debate is that between now and May, it's possible lawmakers will try to place something on the ballot that makes the Constitution more difficult to amend. And some Republicans, like State Senator Rick Bratton of Harrisonville, who happens to be the chairman of the Missouri Freedom Caucus, have not been subtle about wanting to use initiative petition reform, which is what proponents call uh, what I just mentioned, to block any abortion legalization measure. We played nice. We did that. And all we did was get knives in our backs the entire session. You know, and so, uh, you know, it, at this point where there's so much at stake, gloves are off and, and we're willing to do whatever it takes to protect life and, and to ensure that our Constitution is, is protected. That's what we swear an oath to protect and defend. That was Rick Bratton, a Republican from Harrisonville talking about how he wants to use what he calls initiative petition reform to try and stymie any effort to legalize abortion in the state. Uh, Mallory, how big of a threat are proposals like these to what you're trying to do later in the year? Politicians in Jefferson City have been obsessed with dismantling majority rule and the initiative petition process for years now, way before we even had this opportunity in front of us to use the initiative petition process to end the abortion ban. They are talking about it in the context of abortion, but we know their real intent is to take away the power from Missourians. Is there any preference from your coalition about whether this goes on the ballot on in August or November? For reference, that's Governor Mike Parson's decision, and you got to get enough signatures for that decision to even happen. 
But the reason why that question is important is it's very possible that lawmakers may put the initial petition changes in August as a way to try and make the threshold larger for uh, abortion legalization in November. I can't pretend to know what is in Mike Parsons' head or what he will do, so I, I won't try. I think right now we are focused on the 87 days we have left in order to get the signatures we need to get this on the ballot. I'm going to ask both of you one final question. I'll start with uh, Mallory. What do you think is at stake over the next 87 days? Everything is at stake for families and anyone with, with the ability to be pregnant in Missouri. We have a fundamental opportunity to take back a freedom that was stolen from us and to end Missouri's abortion ban. It's going to take all of us coming together to do this, and the stakes could not be higher. Lisa, what's at stake over the next 87 days? I believe that what's at stake is the right of all Missourians to choose for themselves whether or when they will start a family and to get the health care that they want and need in their own community. That currently is not the case in Missouri. And we, through this process, have the ability to give Missourians that right back. Mallory Schwarz is with Missourians for Constitutional Freedom and is the executive director of Abortion Action Missouri. And Lisa Williams is a volunteer petitioner for the campaign. Lisa, Mallory, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Today's episode was produced by our executive producer, Alex Hoyer. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.